we're live welcome everyone to the be kind podcast part of the animal advocates of south central pa's mission to create a more compassionate world for all living things whether you got hooves scales wings puppy dog tails we love them all and they all deserve to be loved and here's your friendly reminder that we are on spotify google apple and podbean so wherever podcasts are sold you could probably find us today i have the honor of being joined by yet again mr john and Leah from Veg Fund. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi. So just to get us started, Leah, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about what you do? Sure. So my name is Leah Gage, and I'm the program manager at Veg Fund. I've been at Veg Fund now for maybe two and a half years, and I have the pleasure of doing most, the majority of the work I do is really with our grantees, all of the thousand plus activists that Veg Fund supports with grant funding and capacity building. So, you know, if you're emailing VegFund asking about an idea you have and seeing if VegFund might support it, you're usually speaking with me on the other end of that email. So yeah, that's pretty much what I do here at VegFund. We'll get a little bit more into what VegFund does in a second, but before we jump into that, can you tell us what is your vegan journey? Oh yeah, I um, that's a great question. And I love that you put it that way because I do think for a lot of us, it is a journey. I in high school had friends who were vegan and you know explained it to me from an animal perspective as well as you know an environmental perspective and it really just made so much sense to me and yet I thought well I could never do that and then you know of course this ha- was happens with many of us I I met somebody who I started dating who I've eventually married and he was vegan and he was really passionate about being vegan And that was about eight years ago. And, you know, he took me to a screening of Veducated and I'd already been kind of thinking about it. And and I thought, you know, this is ridiculous. I can clearly do this. And it's so in line with what I think and believe for so many reasons. And, uh, you know, I've never looked back since then. So that's my that's a brief version of my journey. That's awesome. So I actually have a question about uh, Veg Fund itself. When did it start? Well, last year, VegFund celebrated our 10th anniversary. So in 2009, VegFund started actually as a letter to the editor um, in Gainesville, Florida, written by an activist named Zia Tahrun. And she wrote a letter to the editor saying, you know, it was around the time of Michael Vick. And she's saying, you know, I know that a lot of people are horrified by what Michael Vick did and, you know, uh, fighting dogs. And yet I see so many of my community members not being having that same outrage about farmed animals. And she invited everybody to join her at like a kind of vegan potluck, like a food sampling, essentially, which is really one of the cornerstones of Veg Fund's work. Mm -hmm. And her letter caught the attention of a couple of people who wanted to donate and do more of those food samplings. And so she teamed up with a couple of other activists in her community and they started to raise money and fund other, you know, such food samplings around the country. And eventually the organization really formalized, you know, we built a board, we registered as a nonprofit. And now we're a staff of seven people, plus some part-timers and consultants. And we support you know, thousands of activists every year. So it's really, um, it's really grown a lot in the last 10 years. Wow, that's incredible. And I'd also like to 
tell the listeners that the Animal Advocates of South Central PA are honored to be recipients of funding from Veg Fund for a lot of our outreach work, whether it's food samples, literature, or other creative things we do. What we do, quite frankly, is impossible without Veg Fund having our back. So thank you. Oh, yeah. It's our pleasure. Yeah, we're happy to work with you guys. So you already touched on a little bit about what Veg Fund does. Can you clarify a little bit or go into a little more details about the work you're doing right now at Veg Fund? Sure. The, the bulk of our work is really um, reviewing uh, uh, requests for funding, basically, that come to us from a variety of different kinds of activists. Um, the, the majority of the grants we give, though not the majority of the money, are really for those grassroots kind of activist activities like food samplings, um, doing street outreach, doing film screenings, um, like the vegetated screening that I went to almost 10 years ago. That's really a lot of what we spend our time doing is, is reviewing those proposals, working with individuals and, and informal groups and making sure they get the funds they need uh, with us, through us, and then potentially through other partners to ha- make those events happen. And a lot of times, you know, it's, and, and this may be the case for you, Joe, uh, it's a lot of weekend warriors, as we like to call them, people who are just so passionate about activism that they do it on their in their spare time, but it's not their full-time job. And so, you know, they're, they're relying on their credit cards or their own savings to carry out these activities. And VegFund really tries to reduce barriers for people who want to do that activism and in order to, and so we provide funding to do that. But we also really have been expanding more into, you know, trying to do more institutional outreach, working with universities to try to shift meals or education around the meals that they serve, working uh, with it with also K through 12 schools in the U.S. We've also really been trying to provide more capacity building, like resources for activists, because so many of them, you know, okay, funding, that's the first hurdle. But then how do I speak effectively about this thing I'm so passionate about? Did I get so upset when somebody, you know, questions my questions, what I'm saying? I mean, that's, that's a struggle for all of us. And so, you know, recently we've been doing more webinars and doing more resources for activists to help them learn and gain those skills that then can be supported as well with the funding that they get from us. I know personally that there's been many a time where I'll be doing outreach at an event and someone will ask something or say something uh, I'll think to myself, I know there's a really good response to this, and then I won't have it. But then later I'll be in the shower, and I'll think, oh, yeah. <laughs> I should have said that. That would that was a perfect answer to um, mm-hmm. homegrown eggs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it is hard. And it, even, even the most experienced, trained activist has trouble coming up with these things right on the spot. Because usually it is a somewhat of an emotionally charged situation to begin with. Um, And it's challenging, too, to be out in public and be asked about something that you care so much about. It's not easy. And certainly we don't always have all the answers. And the other thing that we try to do is because you all are the ones that are on the street more. You know, I'm typically here at my desk reading about all this great work, but I'm not always on the street. And so we're trying to connect each other, you know, connect this community and have everybody share their expertise, what works, what doesn't, you know, it's a lot of times it's an experiment. Something I really appreciate about working with Veg Fund is you're very communicative and you are very open to, like you said, feedback and comments and insight. I work in fundraising for my day job too, but not for the animal advocates. 
And something I really like to see in funders and grant makers is the willingness to just have open conversations with people, respond to my emails, pick up the phone when we call and be willing to come on podcasts like this. So I really, really appreciate that. And I think it shows in the way your work is progressing too, that you're really focusing more on these issues that you've probably seen crop up again and again throughout your experiences. Oh, well, I'm, that's great to hear. Uh, we, cause we do try to, to be open to that. And, you know, as I said, we want to learn from you all. Um, you're the reason that we exist. Uh, we wouldn't exist without people wanting to go out and spread the message of veganism and plant-based health and climate change and all of these issues that we know affect our lives so closely and are so closely tied to animal consumption. And yet getting that in, <laughs> there's a little animal I hear. <laughs> I have a cat and he's in the background. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. But yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad to hear you say that. Thank you. Something else I think would be very useful for listeners to hear is how did you find your way into your current role? I know a lot of vegans would love an opportunity to make their activism their full-time gig, so I think it would be very insightful for them to hear how that journey looks for at least one other person. Absolutely. I, I know. I'm so lucky. And we all, I think, in, on, on staff here feel lucky. And for me, it was really um, connecting with somebody in a completely non-vegan setting at work. I was working in a totally different job here in Washington. And another person in the office, you know, it turned out, oh, she was vegan too. And oh, cool. We, we have this animal rights interest. And, you know, we just sort of became friends. And then later on, when she went off to get a new job, which ended up becoming the director of Veg Fund, uh, my colleague Leslie, she reached out and said, oh, you know, you should apply and we, we, we could use some some work. And and she knew me and and as so often happens, you know, a lot of a lot of this work is is networking. But even more, it's even more important, I think, for us as vegans and and really passionate animal activists you know, so often we're in these work settings where we're, we're the minority, we're not, you know, there isn't any vegan option in the, in the shared fridge or anything like that. And so, you know, it's a great thing when you can connect and then later on have that help you pro professionally as well. That was, that was really my journey. And I know others at Veg Fund have found us through veganjobs, you know, .com, which is a great website where we advertise. Professionally, I'll just say, you know, if you're vegan and you really are passionate about working in veganism, one of the nice things is that vegan organizations are typically, our pool is smaller simply because we're looking for other vegans. And there are so, you know, there aren't that many of us. So if you really want to try to find that work, it's definitely out there. We're always needing more people who want to do whatever kind of work, whether it's fundraising or program work or communications or, you know, social media management or whatever. I do think that that sector is going to continue to grow professionally. And you mentioned before we got on the call that you're working remotely too. So it sounds like the opportunity is there and it's not necessarily limited by geography. It's true. I think for a lot of small nonprofits, you know, we find that overhead is such a huge expense. And for a lot of us, and we're learning now more than ever during COVID, that it's possible to do your work from your home office if you're willing to. And so VegFund really benefits from that. We have somebody in uh, Monterey, Mexico, and we have somebody in Portland, Oregon, and someone in Portland, Maine, and Park City, Utah. And, you know, we're all over the place and we're able to access really good talent. And it doesn't matter necessarily where you're living at the time, as long as you're willing to, you know, sign on to your home office nine to five, it works. So it sounds like you've seen 
the gambit of vegan activism, all sorts of projects from all sorts of people in all sorts of places. What are some of your favorite projects or forms of activism you've seen during your time at Veg Fund? You know, we've really watched um, film screenings expand so much in the last couple of years. And I think it's because so many of us vegans realize that a lot of it, you know, as I mentioned it during my you know story of my vegan journey, a film, whether or not it's the, the thing that tips the scale, can really be impactful and make in changing your heart and mind. Um, and a really good film can really illustrate all the different ways and reasons to go vegan and the ways to do it and do it effectively in a way that's comfortable for you, which I think is so hard for people. It's such a personal thing, what you eat, what you consume, and to be challenged on that. Sometimes it's helpful. You're in a dark room watching a film. It's not somebody in your face kind of asking you, you know, why you why you won't make this change. So that's, you know, we've been really grateful to work with so many filmmakers recently, like Alison Argo, who made The Last Pig, um, Thomas Wade Jackson on A Prayer for Compassion, which is a really cool film that focuses on like a faith-based message and that we've seen expand the audiences just because a synagogue will screen it and there's this built-in audience or, you know, a church uh, group will, will screen it. And obviously the Game Changers has been a game changer uh, for a lot of people who are focused on fitness and health. So, you know, film screenings, it's, it's also a nice way for an activist who's just getting started to really dip their toes into activism. Um, you know, getting a, you don't have to necessarily put the content together. The content's there. You just need to sort of organize an event. So that's been something I've watched in the last several years really grow. And now it's one of our, one of our most popular programs, for sure. And along those lines, without naming any names, what is some of the more challenging or... I don't want to say least effective because everything's effective to someone somehow, but maybe some of the forms of activism you've seen that have some work to do before they're on par with some of these more effective forms. The thing that we struggle with is finding ways to really evaluate effectively the activism that you're doing. And so the, those projects that are most challenging, I think, are the ones that are the hardest to evaluate. So a really clear example are billboards. We do fund billboards and we, we have and we continue to do so. And yet more recently, we're, we're really trying to work with activists who want to organize and put up a billboard in their community to think about how that will, how you can evaluate that work. Is there a landing page maybe on the billboard that you can sort of watch over time to see, okay, this, we know that landing page was on that billboard. And now we can see direct numbers. You know, it's, it, it often takes a lot of creativity and experimentation as well. Um, you know, we worked with a group recently who tried to experiment with um, ads on your phone that uh, will come up. It will recognize when you're going into a grocery store and it's called location-based marketing. And you might get an ad that says, ditch dairy, here's why. Um, and it just it didn't quite work the way we were hoping it would work. Um, and that's okay, you know. Um, I think a lot of it is experimentation, and a good funder of any kind of uh, activism is willing to take those risks with you and sort of see because you can't know if it's effective unless you give it a shot. And we actually had a billboard a couple years ago, and that's something we did along the lines of what you were saying was have a unique landing page. 
But even then, so many people see it and maybe not go to the page. And tracking outcomes is something we struggle with all the time because we could have them fill out a survey and say they're going to think more about veganism and collect their contact info. But unless we follow up with them and they respond honestly, it's really hard to track how many people's lives are actually touching. It is. It is the hardest thing. You know, um, and and same for all, you know, even for food sampling, right, which has this direct exchange happening where you're maybe in front of a grocery store handing out tofurkey samples and someone says, oh, this is great. I'll buy this. You can count that as a win, but you don't really know what happens after that. And it's it's something we're actually hoping to work on um, to develop some kind of uh, tool that activists can use in some of these discrete actions like food samplings and pay-per-views and film screenings and veg fests where there's some sort of standard survey that we can, that's a two question survey that we can gather data and try to get a better sense of what they, you know, maybe we give them a coupon and then we see, do they use that coupon in the future or do they not? It's going to, it, it takes, you know, technology and it takes a little bit of planning and, and also working with a real evaluator, which is not my expertise. But it's definitely something we realize that if we want to be able to show people our funding is effective and the work that our activists do is effective, we need to support with some tools that can actually show that with with good numbers. So that's, I think, a goal for us as VegFund in the next few years, is hopefully in the next couple of years, to really develop that. I was going to recommend sticking a microchip in the food samples that will track if animal products go into our stomachs, but I like your idea, too. <laughs> That's a good one, though. You know, you never know. Like I said, experimentation is key. The world is a lot different this year than it was last year, obviously, and activism has taken a huge shift and had to pivot, sorry to use that word, and really start thinking about creative ways to get out there and still spread the vegan message because even though we're all shut in our houses COVID-19 is out there racial injustice is happening all around us the animals are still suffering how has veg fund been adjusting to our current situation the short answer is that we've seen a real um downtick in requests for funding i think you know a normal week for us is receiving 30 requests for funding for small and and discrete events and we're really just not seeing anything close to that now for obvious reasons you know Mm -hmm. food sampling is not something uh easily done during a pandemic but instead we're watching organizations like i don't know if you know the peace advocacy network uh they're based in philly they are using this time to really focus on making a remote vegan pledge program that's done online. And there are lots of these. But what they do differently is that um, they really have, a, there's a mentor involved. They really work closely with, with people who go through the 30-day program. In normal times, they would meet weekly and do food demonstrations and things like that. So we're really seeing the power as, you know, we all are adapting to online connecting in new ways during this i think we're seeing the same with with covid or excuse me with animal advocacy so yeah that's definitely something everybody's thinking about we've also seen you know like a veg fest we've seen veg fest get canceled or postponed but we've also seen them be held online um with some success it's different but it's i'm i'm so impressed i'm just really impressed with how people are not willing to just let it sit during this time but really use this time to plan or use this time to think about how to adapt our programs 
um, especially because of the direct link between consuming animals and COVID, which we all know now. <laughs> yep. Something else that I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit for is I noticed on your website that you have a fund for racial justice initiatives. Yeah, that is something we decided to do to launch um, last month. And it was truly a response to what we're, you know, the, the moment that we're in in this country, what we're seeing happening. We do, you know, veganism and social justice uh, cross paths all the time. And we have activists already who have been doing this for years, who have been making these connections. But what we're hoping to do with this social justice fund is even go beyond that and not only, you know, limit it to things that are focused on veganism, but maybe things that are focused on building community, building um, vulnerable communities, especially communities of color, especially black communities. And to do that in a way hand in hand that then we can work with our activists and really receive recommendations from our activists activists. That's what our hope is. We've already been receiving several and we can use more. So I'd encourage your listeners, if they have ideas of local community support organizations to national to international community support organizations, we're really interested in hearing what you all think are effective groups and, and institutions that are working on racial justice. Um, or working to end racial injustice. And we want to be able to provide some support to those groups uh, in the next few months. That is awesome. And something I want to ask for semi-personal reasons with the Animal Advocates is a common, I don't say issue, but a common shortfall of the vegan movement is a lack of diversity. So yeah. what has been your feel for the lack of diversity or how have you seen organizations or groups or people tackle that issue? I'm seeing them tackle it right now. And I'm not, you know, I, th I think we're all, and Veg Fund included, we are tackling it right now because we're seeing it as well. And, you know, there are things to consider, right? Like if, if you're a remote organization like Veg Fund, you're assuming that whoever your potential employee is has access to internet, has access to, you know, a really good working computer and all of these other things that actually we're understanding more and more now can really be a barrier, especially in vulnerable uh, non-white communities. So we we need to do that work. And one of the the you know one of the goals of doing the social justice fund was for us to really walk the talk, and not simply say we support racial justice, but to actually look at what organizations that our activists follow are doing. And then in addition to that, you know, there's there's work that needs to be done internally. I know there are a lot of organizations who are looking at doing trainings for their staff. Um, and we're talking about it as well. I know, I know my colleagues were talking with our board about it just this week. So the answer for you at this point is, I don't know yet what the, it's, it's not really, I'm not the person to answer it. You know, I benefit from white privilege myself, but it is a a question that we're talking about a lot as a staff. Um, it's come up a lot at staff meetings in the last couple of weeks, which I'm really glad about. It's uncomfortable, but that's okay. You know, we keep reminding ourselves that we don't want to shy away from that discomfort. We really need to embrace it because it's indicative of a, of a problem. Not to force you to dust off your strategic plan or anything, but what are you, <laughs> you've already touched on your intermediate to short-term goals a lot. What are your long term overarching goals that you see as an organization in the next few years, let's say? 
I touched on this a little bit, but I think evaluation and understanding impact of our work is really the next goal of a VEG fund. We need to do this for ourselves as well as develop tools for our activists. Because I know that when we ask activists all the time, well, how are you going to evaluate the impact of your work? Well, I don't know. You know, I'm just like, trying to organize a food sampling because I think this f vegan food is going to, you know, change some hearts and minds, which it probably will. But how do you evaluate that? That's a really tall order for a lot of volunteer activists who are, who are driven by passion. So as I said, you know, we've been working on developing a tool and working with professional evaluators who have experience in animal rights and in the vegan movement, but who are also trained evaluators um, to help for them to help us develop tools that can be easily used by activists when they're on the go, when they're out doing their activism. We also are we, we've been collecting a lot more data. If you're a grantee of ours, you might have noticed that, you know, some of our applications have gotten a little bit more detailed, but that's so that we can collect more information to have that data so that we can say, okay, well, these are the trends. These are the food brands that are most popular. This is the type of activism and the type of target audiences that people are having success reaching. Um, so that I would say is the, the next big hurdle for us as an organization. That is awesome to hear because a lot of times when I'm filling out these grant reports, when I'm putting in numbers, it's not just because you want to jump through hoops, it's because you want to see the impact of work, be able to report on that and get money from your funders as well to keep doing what you're doing, making our activism possible. Yeah, that's right. But you know, it's true. We too are driven by funders. And so we need to be showing them that the work we're doing is, is having a real impact so that they'll continue to fund and, and to grow their support. And another thing I thought of while you're talking is throughout these conversations I have with all these amazing people is a few things crop up again and again as the best ways to get people to go vegan. One is being around awesome vegan people. And two is eating awesome vegan food. Those are the two main things I find to get people to go vegan a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. I know it is so true. And having it available, I mean, I'm... I you know, I don't know your all vegan journeys, but I can say that from where I started to where I am now, the availability of vegan products, you know, not just the different types, but also like the cost is really, I mean, it's in a way that it was maybe prohibitive before it's not anymore. And that is so crucial. I think we're seeing activists recognizing that and sort of merging the work that they're doing and, and thinking about you know, ways to make that stuff more accessible. Food sampling is a huge piece of that. I, it's exciting. It's a, clearly such an exciting time for veganism uh, as we have more, more and more of that delicious food available and hopefully more awesome vegans around for, you know, to convince other people to consider it. I've been vegan for a mere six years, but my friend John here has been vegan for... Uh, for I just turned 14... Uh, back in May, and I've been oh, cool. completely meat-free for 27 years. So, yeah, awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. How much easier would your activism have been back in the day if there was awesome vegan food? Oh, it would have been so much better. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a challenge back in the day, but yeah, it's way better now than ever before. Sure, you know? I know it. Yeah, it and truly the, is. You know, with great organizations like what you're doing, and just you know, what we're doing. And it's just, it's great how much things have grown in the past, I mean, five years even. Thank you. Yeah. It, it helps <laughs> us think we're, you know, it, I hope it helps us all feel as though we're moving in the right direction. Cause I don't know that it would all be possible without activism. I really, 
I agree. You know, I, yeah, yeah, that's my feeling. Another thing I really love about Veg Fund is you fund all types of things. These don't have just one. You don't just do food sampling. You do film screenings, food sampling, literature production, special events, Veg Fest, all that. So you really make it so there's a way for anyone really to get involved in activism. You don't have to be out on the street talking to people. You can be behind a computer publishing a blog or something like that as long as it fits within the animal activism criteria. Yeah, because I think it takes, you know, as, as we've been saying, the, the vegan journey, it takes multiple touches and multiple steps and, and information coming in different ways. You know, not everybody will be convinced in the same way. Not everybody will be moved by the same things, you know. And so we do need people out there doing research into human behavior change. And we need people doing, you know, looking into, uh, we've recently funded a project looking at moving away from animal-based fabrics and materials. And that's a huge thing that we're, you know, dipping our toes into and thinking about how we can support that industry and, and that movement. Yeah, I, I, I also really appreciate that about VegFund. I'm glad that we have this track record of funding lots of different types of projects. So if you're listening out there and you have a crazy vegan activism idea, go on over to VegFund and see if they'll fund it. I'll put all the information in the show notes so you can find them real easy. Great. Yes, please do reach out to us because we want to hear what you've got in mind. And we're coming up on half an hour and I don't like to give us too much longer over half an hour, but if there's one thing a vegan activist should learn from your experiences with VegFund that you would like to impart to them, what would that one thing be? It would be to be kind to yourself because it's an uphill battle and it is, it is tough. It is tough work that we are doing. And as we, you know, we've just said, it's clearly making a difference because we're seeing the market move. We're seeing hearts and minds move. We're seeing the media move. And so even if in the moment of, that you're doing your activism, whether it's you're out on the street or, you know, you've written a blog or you're trying to get something out there that just isn't, isn't hitting, it's okay. We're still making huge strides. And I think that this recent movement that we're seeing, you know, people are thinking about social justice in new ways. And we don't know where we're going to be 10, 20 years down the road, but we're seeing exponential change happen. So if you're a vegan activist out there and, you know, you're having a day where you're just really feeling like it's not working, trust us that, you know, it is, it is in its own way and keep it up. I love that advice. John and I were both seeing here. Yeah, shaking our heads. Shaking our heads. Going, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now you, you're so positive and just, it's amazing what you guys are doing and we really appreciate you, you know, connecting with us and yeah, it's just it's such an honor. And I actually made the thank you video for you guys a couple, like <laughs> yes. was that, like a month, like a year ago, almost, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think Hopefully, so. Yeah. I was- I, and it was so, I was so excited to do it because I just, I love what you guys do. It's, it's, it's incredible. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. And as I said, we, we love what you guys do too. And we couldn't do what we do without it. Well, thanks again for being on the show. Any last parting words, anyone? I don't have anything. (laughs) Just thank you for being here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, It's been really fun talking with you. And uh, I hope the listeners, you know, will consider applying for a Veg Fund grant. Certainly. And if any listeners want to talk to us, too, send us an email over at BeKindPodcast at gmail.com or message the Animal Advocates Facebook page. and We'd be more than happy to speak with you and see what you have to say. 